0: to Rockhound Radio. We are back for more Bioshock, crawling and creeping through the rapture on our way to we're still trying to figure out Andrew Ryan's end game, man. We're trying to figure out what's going on with Atlas and you know all the above all while trying to save the good Arcadia. So where we last left off, we were pretty much right in Langford's office and she like invites you in. Um, it's just really cool. Like, I don't know, I just thought the office looked pretty badass. And then when you get up to, more or less, she tells you her security system is deactivated and you can make your way to her office or her whatever. You make your way through, and right when you get there, of course, Andrew Ryan is always one step ahead, unfortunately. He, uh, for whatever reason, has complete control. Oh, I guess he built it, but he's complete control over the rapture. And in doing so, he ends up like releasing that um, toxic gas that has filled our sweet Arcadia right up, and pretty much like kills her, chokes her on the spot. And in her dying, like dying breath, she like starts to, which I think is such a cool scene or, um, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, she like writes this number in the in like the fog on the glass because it like turns the gra- the yeah turns the glass like a greenish color, and she like makes out these numbers and then on the last number it's a seven and like you can see where her hand like slid down the glass and you know like real dramatic effect but I just thought that was really cool so you make your way into the office and um, you can find a very special item and what I'm talking about is the dude it's the napalm black I don't know what it's called but um, I in my notes I have it as the napalm blaster thing but no this thing is it's honestly pretty badass I totally forgot that this was even in this game. Um, there's been a few, like I knew, I remember like the machine gun and the pistol and things like that, the uh, grenade launcher. Completely forgot about this um, this badass, like flamethrower, liquid nitrogen thrower, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. But uh, when you're in our office, you can look behind this painting and you'll find a safe. And that is where you will input your code, you get some cool stuff. And then basically in front of you, you find. Like this whole thing, it's like a whole big, I don't know, scientific machine thing or what, whatnot. And you can tell that you need to put something in it for it to work. And, you know, yada, yada. I think that you pick up an audiobook or something or Atlas tells you. Probably Atlas. I don't. I just watched the – I watched like a sped up clip of the playthrough and took my notes. I must have missed it. But anyway, um, basically you find out that you need – I think it's like seven. Where's it at? I have it somewhere. I need to collect. Oh, it's so it's distilled water. You need some kind of enzyme and then you need something else. I don't remember. what the, You need like three things. And I think you already have picked up the majority of one maybe on your way. Because I, I don't know. I can't. Anyway, it, it doesn't matter. The grand scheme of things is, you know, fetch quest time. It's time for you to go. Harvest some good old Bioshock Rapture-esque stuff. So you make your way back through Arcadia. And on your way through Arcadia, you uh, I did find a Power to the People machine. And make sure you stay on the lookout for that. If you need to know exactly where it is, it is probably, I would say, in the first 10-ish minutes of the video, you should be able to find it. Because um, this is all this stuff happened pretty soon in the playthrough. But you are on your way to the Farmer's Market. So the farmer's market is just kind of like an extra area of Arcadia. And it is, I don't know, I always thought it was really cool. Like I said before, Arcadia is probably um, my favorite in the rapture. The, the next area we're getting to, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it later this episode. But the next area is really cool as well. But like I said, Arcadia was always my favorite. That like vibrant color and just kind of like, I don't know, man. Because you wouldn't expect to see that when you're, in a city that's underwater, right? And the last thing you're thinking of is being able to walk into like a forest-type park because it's basically like a big park, man. It's really cool. I don't know. I just thought it was just... As a kid, I was like, dude, if I had unlimited amount of money and means in this world, I would build my house underwater and I would have this. I would have my own version of Arcadia. But uh, yeah, you uh, you get to this extension and since it's a new loading screen or like new area... There is another Big Daddy. So, I like I said, the farmer's market, like, it's basically like a big market area. I mean, as you could expect, right? I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool the way it was set up. There's like a bunch of... It feels like a back alley market. You know, there's like a bunch of stuff everywhere. Little, you know, little space... Yeah, spaces. Spaces you can get into and out of. It's just like a perfect, cool cover area for you to, I don't know, just pretty much get into... Whatever it is you want to get into. But you end up running into, well, I ran into the Big Daddy here. And let me tell you, that grenade launcher upgrade was probably the smartest thing I, I could do. And it was, it's detrimental when you find those power to the people machines. Because you need the upgrades in this game. If there's one thing I realized, um, I must have played this on easy when I was younger. I probably did. But uh I'm I'm playing on normal right now and it dude, I'm getting my ass kicked. I'm not even gonna lie about it. You guys have seen it in the video. It's not it's not easy. I mean, it's not like extremely difficult, but if you're not paying attention, man, they will whack you. If you're not paying attention to your health, I mean, they have like a little I mean, there's always so much shit going on, especially when I'm sitting there like, you know, jabbering, blah, blah, blah. I'm not even paying attention. You get that little like indicator that like, hey, hey dude, you're your health is, like, low. And by the time I hear that, it's pretty much already over. But, yeah, if you're not paying attention to shit, man, they will get you. And I always thought the the coolest thing, like, the big daddies, were always, like, your big rivals, right? They're, like, who you don't want to run into. But if you just pass them by, and, like, I think it's cool, like, after you clear the little sisters out of the area, you can just, like, walk by and, like, initially, like, fist bump them and just be like, hey, and just keep walking. And they like they don't even care, man. And I always thought that was like the I don't know one of the cooler things just because they're like these oh my severely aggressive like rhinoceros of steel thing, and if you don't bother them, dude, they're just like all right, you know whatever dude it's like the uh, me and me and Cameron were just talking about Skyrim in the loading screen where it was like I think the a Skyrim loading screen it's like um bears they will. Never attack unless provoked, dude. If I have and and, like the part of the meme with that was, you know, me out here gathering berries and snowberries and other stuff, and it's like the bear. You can't do that; it's illegal. And it starts running after you. That's what it feels like. You can't get close to a bear in Skyrim and then just kind of look at you and be like, eh, you know, whatever, dude. No, you're getting your ass. You're you're getting eaten. You You can you can best believe unless you're you know really good and you can just where the bears hide when you leave his den. But, uh, no, anyway, I just thought it was pretty funny. But, yeah, the Big Daddy fight here was kind of uneventful. I had a pretty good drop on him, and there was I think there were some other people there as far as, like, splicers, maybe, like, one other one that kind of took a little bit of the heat off me because if you want to do anything, you want to, like, ambush him when there's several people around because if one person's shooting at that Big Daddy, there's going to be even more, and maybe you'll you'll just catch him up in the crossfire. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten damaged by my own turret or, like, my, yeah, my own turret or whatever. Not, you know, people are fighting each other. Like, I've gotten, I've started shit between Big Daddies and Splicers. And then I've gotten hurt in the, the, you know, in the thing across from, or, yeah, good lord. I've taken damage in the crossfire. So, it is definitely pretty interesting to, like, almost get a drop on people and... Make your own situation. I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. There's a lot of different ways you can approach stuff sometimes. Granted, I mean, you can try to be like sneaky. There isn't like a whole lot of stealth, but you can be a little bit sneakier, especially if you go with a wrench. I took a, I took like two upgrades where it's like I swing my wrench even faster, and I think I do more damage. So I can like swing that wrench like nobody's business. And sometimes, sometimes a good old-fashioned beatdown is what needs to happen. I'm pretty sure at one part in the episode, dude. I'm swinging that freaking pipe wrench like nobody's business, just like praying that I was low on ammo. I didn't have time to reload. I had a bunch of people around me, but yeah, definitely gets that wrench. Don't uh, don't forget about that thing. I I kind of did when I was younger, and like the first couple times I played through this, I never really used it. But I tell you what, I got a couple upgrades for it, and I'm like, man, do I want to shoot it seven times with a pistol, or do I just want to like run up and? You know, crush its face with my big ass pipe wrench in like two hits, especially if you shock them. Oh, yeah, you get the one two punch, like Atlas, and you know, call back to the first episode. But yeah, so you you go through this big market area. <laughs> I sigh because the end of this episode was oh my, it was like torture for me. But uh, and we're gonna get to the good stuff before we get to the bad. So, like I said, you're in this big area, you go through everything. Now, I was gonna talk about this safe cracking. Do you think it's worth it? I'm not really sure how I feel about it. It is definitely, they're definitely like a harder, yeah, like a harder hack because there's generally money or, you know, fancy ammo or whatever it is. I'm not willing to take the risk because sometimes it's just not worth it. I think I hacked a couple of the safes, and unless I have like an automatic hack tool or something, which you don't really, I mean, you pick them up early in the game, and then I feel like later on in the game as you go, unless you buy them, you really don't see them. Which, that's kind of lame, but, yeah, I don't, I'm not entirely sold on the fact whether or not safes are actually worth cracking or not. Maybe we'll see later on in the game. But as you make your way through the market area, you will come to find a winery. And it's kind of like a, it's a really cool, like, another, I think why I like Arcadia so much is it's not so much like the whole entire level but it's like all the little sub places. So you get to this winery and it's like a basement deal, right? You walk up, it's got the big neon purple sign. And you're just kind of thinking, oh, okay, you know, you can see like a keg or cask of wine all around. And you're like, man, this is pretty damn cool. And then you like, you keep walking down and you get like all the way down to the basement. This is where you find all your distilled water. And you get down to the, like the very bottom basement. And there's, like, some flooding or some water that's down there. And you're, like, walking through this water. There's these big giant, you know, like, where, like, the big cask, like, where they mix all of them to put them in the barrels. Like, you're in, like, the bre- the winery, brewery, whatever you want to call it. And I guess it would be a winery. But um, I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. One of the coolest things is I was fighting a splicer, and I, they were, like, down in this corner – I just let it go with the machine gun, and after they fell, I was like, "Dude, what the hell's going on?" And like the cask and barrel of wine, they were just littered with bullet holes. Were just pouring wine out on the ground, and I was like, "Dude, this is a sick ass little like that's a cool ass little thing right there." Like you don't, you know, sometimes in games you don't get that, or you don't, you know, they don't, they don't make the environment like not real, but more natural, like if things were to happen or, you know, if stuff got tore up or whatever that was, but yeah, I thought it was totally sweet that the, uh, that those big wine barrels are just, you know, maybe it's not good for the people that are, you know, ooh, making it, but for me, I thought it was definitely enjoyable, but, oh man, there is something very, very bad that happens right about after, let's see here, I got it in my notes, oh yeah, you get... You find this little area, and when you look into this little area, you see like three of those little electric bolt things across, like those little line traps, and then you see a tonic just kind of chilling out. And you're like, oh, man, that could be the perfect tonic for me. So what do you do? You go in. And what we're going to do is go to break, and when we get back from break, you can get to find out uh, what happens to me in this little, what I thought was going to be a chill space. All right, I'll see you in a minute. All right, we are back from break, and actually, it's like back to work for me. So I recorded the first part of this episode uh, last week, and you know, it's it's Monday and it's it's the work day. So I am gonna wrap this episode up. So I had to uh I had to watch the video, the gameplay video, just to kind of get back in the groove. But I'm pretty sure I know right where we left off. So last or yeah, last right before break, and last week for me, I was talking about finding a plasmid, and I found a plasmid in this very suspicious place, right, I walk up, and I'm like, huh, this looks, you know, like a trap, and I walk in, and, you know, you find this plasmid, and then all of a sudden, you get, like, bum-rushed, dude, by, I don't even know how many splicers, and then you got traps in front of you, I almost died, I have no, no healing, and I'm like, just trapped down there. I All, all I have is... I'm, I'm literally on no health. Like, I just watched the clip right before I started recording. Um, I'm literally, like, no health in the bar. Like, any little bit of damage I take, I'm I'm done. So, I'm freaking out. In the video, you can see, like, re-watching it again was just pretty funny because... Ooh, I gotta shut that thing off. Um, it was just kind of funny because... I could like see the, I was, I'm telling you, I was a little bit of anxiety. ever If, if you ever anybody ever plays any like, uh, kind of like a high strung game or anything like that, that, you know, you have the potential of like dying and losing progress or something not like going your way, you get that like gaming anxiety where you're like, oh my God. And I'm just like 007 around every corner. I, I don't know. I was just trying to make sure I didn't get shot, man. I ended up seeing... One enemy, but I maneuvered my way around and finally found a healing station. But yeah, make sure you keep your eyes. This game is all about. I think it's like yeah, it's just a you know, it's a shooter and you run through. But there, I will say, there's definitely you can make some strategic yeah strategic um, moves to set yourself up as far as uh, the turrets, keeping an eye on those health stations. Like I, I think that like I don't know that it was more or less built to be kind of like that, even outside of it being a first-person shooter. They're like, you know what, you guys can uh, set yourself up with something nice, because there's a couple times where I've got into it with, I mean, you got if you guys have watched the video, or I mean, I've, I'm sure I've talked about it, but getting into a fight with a big daddy, you know, it can go one of two ways. You can be very prepared, and it's easy, or you are not prepared, and the area you're in is just bad news so uh just like like I said watch those watch for those health stations you know just do your thing just make sure you're paying attention you never know what you can run into but yeah I ended up making it through and um it was uh, like I said it was probably I mean I've died a couple times during the playthrough which you know you're gonna have even professionals make mistakes but uh no I was like you know what I'm not gonna I just made I was like I'm not gonna edit any gameplay out I was like I'll just throw up the whole uh the whole thing hour by hour and you know what uh what I get is what you guys get so anyway we're we're through the the and watch out for that if you're playing this game watch out for that little you guys will know exactly what I'm talking about if uh if you're in Arcadia and you find a it's almost like a shipping container and there's like a bed and some furniture um there's like three of those electric uh I don't know like wires the electrified wires shot across and, you. Know, there's like a plasmid sitting like right there on like a dresser or a I don't know maybe like a suitcase or something. Anyway, yeah, watch out for that shit because they they ain't fooling around, dude. I mean, I've got some pretty decent, you know, I've upgraded my health and taken some upgrades for decent weapons, and I got my I got my ass kicked, man. Those splicers, dude, they ain't no joke. So after this, I sigh because dude, this like this game has. Playing it week for week for me um, has like made me look forward to playing it so much more. And when I got to this part, this is another part that I did not think I was gonna make it through. So you get you you have, yeah, you now have all the distilled water and you are heading to get the sample from the bees. So you make your way. And I don't make the same mistake I did. I walked in this room, and, there, you know, you kill a, spl- a splicer, either dies or you kill him And with the help of bees, and I think they attack you as well. Maybe, I don't remember. I just know that I opened up a beehive like an idiot. I thought that, you know, they're like out in the reception area. I was like, this is going to be nothing. Dude, I opened up a bee house and just got swarmed. So, uh, yeah, I was like, well, shit, that's not good. Um... And you walk through, you find a, it's like a big-ass beehive operation. And essentially, the idea is to gas the bees so you can run in and get, I think they're enzymes or something. I'm pretty sure they're enzyme samples or something weird. But anyway, you hit the switch, gas out the bees, make your way in, and every time you do this, you get attacked by, like, a wave of enemies. And I, like you know throughout this game i've been like <clears throat> you know it can't get too much worse i've did this i did this i've you know i've hit these waves of people and then every now and then i get this idea in my head and i'm like you know what they're uh they're going to take it easy like they're you know all the big waves of enemies are done this level you know i've already dealt with the big daddies you know there'll just be a few occasional people here and there and then they just put you through the ringer i mean god it was it was hard i don't know if i would say hard But what I would say is it was difficult because I felt like I checked every beehive to get all your samples, and every—I mean, it took me three or four times. I think the very last one, I uh, about didn't make it. And if you don't get back by the time the timer's up, dude, the swarm of bees that's like overtaken the whatever this place is, is honestly impressive. And it's not anything you want to be in there. They will no pun intended. Uh, And um, you don't want to, you don't want to anything. You don't want to be anywhere near this thing. So you finally get all your, uh, yeah, all your samples. I barely made it out. And then I got the B plasmid, which is one of my favorites. It is, it's honest. I don't want to say over, overpowered for some like weaker enemies because, you can just throw the bees at them, and you know, wait a couple seconds, and they just their health goes down so fast. It even works decently well on uh, big daddies too. So now you have to create the cure. I think it's called like the Lazarus something. I, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but to uh, that's basically what you're trying to do to fix the air in Arcadia. So you need to find a. I think it's called like a junket machine or a junk junk something. I don't. Or you invent. I don't know why I was thinking junk. Maybe I was thinking Fallout. Who knows? But you find this you invent machine, and you can concoct your cure. So you get all that done. You head back to the office of well, I think Langford. And it's and I got my in my notes. I said once you start fixing the air to normal work, it's working. You get a bunch of supplies, and it, oh yeah, this is this was a. This was a tough like ending for like me to quit recording on uh, gameplay wise because I was well I guess I did some stuff after but anyway we'll uh we'll get to that. This definitely was not fun as one of the things that I was as I was doing wrapping up for for the week of game of gameplay. So you fix Arcadia and you know who would have guessed it Ryan gets all mad and he's like he basically sends he sends the whole shit squad after you but you do get a bunch of supplies and you get a bunch of like proximity grenades and they give you time to set up and man if there's anything i can warn you about in this game make sure you're set up like make sure you have plenty of health plenty of eve plenty of ammo they put you through the ringer i'm not going to get too into detail because it's still a it still kind of hurts my feelings. I'm pretty sure this is one of the spots where I died. But it was only because a wandering Big Daddy. Like, I've already dealt with him in this level. You know, I didn't have to even, you know, I've already rescued the little sisters. And I was like, cool, man, I'll be good. And I threw some, like, mines down. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure uh, the Big Daddy got caught in a crossfire. and Or he walked into a mine. I don't remember. I don't remember even damaging him. But, you know, he come after me, of course. And it just it wasn't good. I had a bunch of proximity grenades down, and I was like, these will be perfect. I felt like none of them did anything except maybe piss some one of those big daddies off. But, yeah, definitely make sure. If if I were you, I would just save the proximity grenades to, like, you actually start having the enemies come in on you. Because if you just kind of plan them, I don't know if maybe I was just maybe I noticed it and didn't notice it. Who knows? But, yeah, make sure you prepare because... What a pain in the dick, man. I mean, Andrew Ryan can be a real asshole, but sometimes, sometimes it never, or I guess, sometimes it does surprise me the lengths he will go in this game to uh, try to deal with you. But yeah, you get out of there, and yeah, my notes say, and my luck was bad because there was a wandering daddy, and he started attacking me. Uh, I guess I didn't have any med kits, but uh Oh, and I wanted to try and save them. And use, yeah, use your use your med kit sparingly. That's uh, that's one thing. If you see a health uh, healing station, pay that like ten or fifteen bucks to heal yourself rather than use a med kit. Because I think that's what I'm going to start doing. You know, you can you don't need money for a whole lot because you pick up quite a bit of ammo and stuff. Unless you're, I mean, I I blow through a lot of ammo. I mean, I might pick up a decent amount, but I waste just as much. So, let's see, we are, yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. You fight off that wave and horde of people, and you can finally put Arcadia behind you, and you are on your way to, um, what's his name, Atlas, basically. He makes it seem like, I don't know, he almost makes it seem like you're going to finally, like, you know, stick it to Andrew Ryan, like, you know, we're going to roll up in there. And I think Fort Frolic is, I think... He resides in a part of Fort Frolic. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, this this is... uh I don't remember what I had. I wish I would have recorded the same day. Because I always forget stuff. Um, yeah, shocker. No, it says this game still holds up today as I played it years ago. And that's in my notes. And I will say, like... It is extremely fun. Um, I bought this Bioshock collection on my PlayStation 4... I don't know, a couple years ago. And I played... I think I made it to like Arcadia and I just, I don't know, I probably got sidetracked with Call of Duty or, you know, who knows what then, but I never really finished it. And I was like, man, well, I missed out, you know, replaying that. Well, here I am. And it's, it's awesome. I, uh, like I said, it holds up the, uh, the remastered edition is definitely the way to go. Um, if not, I would have played it on the 360, but my Xbox decided to, just basically die on me so if anybody has any if you know if you know how to work on an xbox 360 or have any literally like I took it to the store and the power block just a different power like that my power block plugged into another console that console you know kicked on my console plugged into any kind of power block did not so yeah that's that kind of hurt my heart but we're moving on. The the Switch, we have so many other games to play anyway, but the the whole point of that is I cannot wait to well, beat this game and then start Bioshock 2 and I mean, maybe maybe we won't cover Bioshock 2, I guess I guess well, it depends on you guys. If you guys want to see Bioshock 2, let me know. If you guys are interested in maybe, I don't know, we can pick up like a little interstitial game or just something small in the meantime to just break up that and then go right back to Bioshock. I don't know. Who knows? A lot should... You guys know me i'm like you know shit pops up in my head and i'm like oh well i'm gonna do this and this so who knows what we we'll end up doing but i'm excited either way so and i haven't been playing bioshock 2 because i've been saving it for when i beat the first one because you can't play the second without beating the first one right but anyway we are in fort frolic and you run into this guy sander cohen and i will say he's probably one of i wouldn't say like my favorite but one of like the the guys in the Rapture that you're like that you meet that, I mean they're all kind of crazy and you know screwed up. But this guy, he's up there, man, and he sends out some goons for, to test you before you meet him. You make it through his little test, which is just kind of like some splicers. You're back to the spider ones now, and he's like, oh, oh and he like invites you into his place. Like every bad guy's got to like test you. He's like, hey, you know, how strong are you? But, uh, no, you make it through that. It's easy. You you guys will be fine. And you make your way into, like, his, I don't know, like, his little sanctuary area. And there's, like, a big staircase. The guy's, like, uh, real big into theater type. And there's some really cool shit that, like, I always remember, even, like, the first time I played it, seeing, like, the stuff locked up. And I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to figure that out, how to get that. And I think I always figured out how to get one but not the other. But we're going to crack that case. We're going to get both that stuff. And we're going to do all that and we're going to do that next week because that's it. We have, you know, we've done another week, another hour, another half hour. If you're just listening, whatever it is, we, uh, we're just crushing this game. You know, I will say, you know, a professional in training, you know, you might have to spare a few lives when you're playing Bioshock, but that's nonetheless, we're still having fun and it's still a good time. And uh, I think that's it. So make sure you, Follow Rockhound Radio anywhere you follow podcast. rate and review anywhere you can rate and review, subscribe, all that stuff. I am uh, all over the place, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, you name it. Head on over to TikTok if you guys want to watch some Pokemon pack openings, all that good stuff. Check out YouTube for the gameplay to go along with this episode, and yeah, as always, we're going to, you know, it's a work day. We're getting ready to boot up Bioshock right now, I'm really excited, and uh I will see you guys next week for the next part, and I'll see you guys Friday for, I don't know, I don't remember what's scheduled, but yeah, I'll see you guys then.